We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. This is Who's There, a weekly call-in show, and this is the first call related to our tagline. Is it everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't know, or is it everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't need to know about? I'm very confused, and they both seem like they work. Thoughts? It's both. Say what you said earlier, Lindsay. That's what a good tagline does. It does both. If you think it's both, it's both. We're wordsmiths. It's both. It's always been both. It's <laughs> it means both. Mm -hmm. What's another good tagline that means both? Calling into Dunkin' Donuts and being like, hey, Dunkin', um, does America runs on Dunkin' mean that America gets its energy from Duncan, or they become more energized by being on Duncan. That's not as good as ours, honestly. Sorry, Duncan. <laughs> you know what's a good double meaning name? Staples. The store, Staples. Oh, yeah. It's a pun. It means they have Staples, office supplies, and also Staples. I bet there is at least one person listening to the podcast right now who, who didn't is like, know about Staples. Fuck, Staples means two things. Yeah. It means two things. And our podcast means two things. Everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't know. Mm -hmm. And everything you need to know about the celebrities that you don't need to know. Yeah. And it's a little clunky when you think about it. Like if we were doing like a sentence diagram thing, it would be a little like, like an English teacher would sort of raise an eyebrow at it. But it's fine. Let's start with the call. Hi, um, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, just finished the Oscars and I'm sure we're all talking about the same pivotal moment and I just want to 
confirm, is this is this because of the Becky G curse? Just want to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Bye. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, long time, long time. So I'm calling about the Oscars uh, because there are a lot of talk today about how Lin-Manuel Miranda did an EGOT. Do we think that is related to the Becky G curse at all because she was part of that We Don't Talk About Bruno performance? Um, this is just a thought I had. Crunch, crunch. The Oscars were cursed the moment they hired Becky G, but no one wants to have that conversation. Crunch, crunch. Yes, it's all because of Becky G. Becky G's presence at the Oscars made it as infamous as it has become. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in vampires? Do you believe in zombies? Do you believe in astrology? Do you believe in crystals? Do you believe in literal magic? Do you believe in the Becky G curse? Mm -hmm. Where's the Becky G curse along the lines of things you believe in? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm wary of ghosts. And I could be convinced that ghosts are real. You're saying you don't believe in ghosts, but if a ghost was threatening you, and somebody said that a ghost was like a threat, you wouldn't like disrespect. Exactly. I'd be like, I'd consider so it. You don't believe in the Becky G curse, but if you were, if somebody said, hey, why don't you invite Becky G to your housewarming party, you'd say, I'm gonna not. <laughs> Right. Is there something else we want to say about Becky G, who performed along with one million other people? We don't talk about Bruno at the Oscars. No, but I kind of forgot that she performed because she got lost, which was kind of a bummer. Like Megan kind of stole her her shine mm -hmm. in that performance. Because I remember going into the Oscars, I said, why is Becky G there going out of the Oscars? I didn't remember that she had been there. Mm -hmm. Which is exactly what Becky G wants. She wants to be forgotten. So you don't realize that she's the one putting the curse on you. Yeah, until... The catastrophe happens, and then everybody's like, well, how'd this happen? And it's like, mm, Becky G. And she's like, I wasn't even there. And you know what her alibi is? What? Every time they say, Becky, are you responsible for, you know, insert X calamity here? Yeah. She goes, couldn't have been me. I was singing in the shower. <laughs> she says, couldn't have been G. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. I'm in the middle of a run, and I was listening to the Friday episode, and I had to pause and stop my run because I can't believe you didn't say it. It's so obvious. G-Flip is the Che Diaz to Chriselle's Miranda, and just like that, it's coming back, so crunch, crunch. Not to, uh, how do I? What are you going to say? How do I speak around this lately? There's more truth to this joke than I think uh, you may even realize, caller. Or maybe not. Uh-huh. That's all. That's all I'll say. Another curse G. Leave this one for Demois, okay? I'm just saying we're we're hearing the goss and it's, and the Che Diaz comparison makes a lot of sense. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I'm calling because I've been looking at Oscar recaps and no one has answered the most important question. Did Daniel Kluya bring Eris? Are they still working together since she finally admitted it? I must know. I figure you guys will be able to find out. Um, thank you for your service. Crunch, crunch, Lindsay and Bezler. The oh my god, I forgot that I embezzled. I feel like the IRS is gonna be like Lindsay embezzler, and I'll be like, no, I'm just Lindsay podcaster. Check my <laughs> papers. God. Okay, the caller is wondering if not heiress, but heir holiness, heir mm -hmm. holiness, which mm -hmm. is heiress holiness might have been a little bit more of a 
made more sense, but this is air holiness. If she was at the Oscars and the answer is she was for sure. Unclear whether she was at the ceremony or just at the after parties, but she definitely was there because she was posting up a storm and Daniel Kaluuya reposted her and basically was like, I claim her, you know, like after her being like, I don't know him. I've never worked with him. It's very clear that that is not the case. She put manager of Daniel Kaluuya in her profile. I don't know uh-huh. when that appeared. It says personal manager for Daniel Kaluuya. So not that we doubted that any of this was true, but it's definitely true that she was on set for Nope, is causing people to be like, what the hell? The other interesting twist on this was that Tiffany Haddish got involved, a.k.a. posted old question mark photos of them together and was like implied that they'd been friends for a long time. Wow, uh, air holiness. We've come a long way. Over 11 years ago, we met. And during that time, you have taught me so much, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like saying, you know, your business grew, your business grew. And then she said, now I've been hearing some crazy things about you in these internet streets. By far the craziest one is that you run a cult. If this is true, why haven't I met the other members? And where do I pay dues? LOL. One of the reasons that we can say at air holiness underscore MMD is legitimately air holiness's Instagram is because that's the account that Tiffany and Daniel Kaluuya both tagged. Oh, totally. And that account has guess how many followers it has as of March 31st, the morning of March 31st. How many? 679. And we're one of them. Oh, good. 679. But Lindsay, this is a thing. So I saw this Tiffany Haddish post where she, you know, mentioned the cult and like we've been friends for 11 years, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't until this morning when I was like, you know, re-prepping for the episode and scrolling through everything that I realized it's a carousel. It's a carousel with about five or six images and it ends with a video. Have you heard the audio on the video? I don't think I have. Listen to this. Air Holiness, I consider her one of my greatest teachers. She's taught me how to manifest. She's taught me the laws of the universe. She's taught me how to communicate with my higher self, how to have an understanding. She's taught me peace and how to listen. I love that woman. Air Holiness, I would consider her my guide, one of my greatest teachers and someone who has guided me through this portion of my life. And the journey is just beginning. I'm sorry, this isn't the same post where she goes, I don't know why people are saying you run a cult. (laughs) I know, it's very cult behavior. That's cult behavior. Sure, but I I guess my issue isn't that I'm okay with these people having a spiritual advisor in their lives. Celebrities pay weird people for lots of stuff you know yes. like it's not crazy it's do. the same thing as having a facialist you swear by like it's fine like there are mm-hmm. ways to wait you Lindsay, know. i know why i swear to god i know why you said facialist why you read service 95 this morning didn't you <laughs> you fucking read service 95 this morning <laughs> okay because like, so did i service 95 was insane this morning <laughs> Dua Lipa opens a her newsletter with my five favorite facialists like across the globe. And then each essay is more serious than the last one. I, I just I don't know what wavelength like what wavelength does Dua know what's coming under her? You know, under the under her who what's coming next on the newsletter? 
She goes, I don't sleep because I'm too busy working on Surface 95 and touring. To center myself, I meditate and I get facials because they make me chill out. Anyway, here are my top five favorite facialists. One, two, three, four, five. Dua, X. Poet Warsan Shire on her responsibility as a black artist to bear witness uh, uh, to forgotten uh, stories. You're like, where's this uh, newsletter going? Uh, and again... The, the journalism here, and it's great that she pays all these people, and also she pays not only the journalists to do it, they're translated into so many languages. Like, this is not like a cheap endeavor. Oh, trust me. It's not about the journalism of Service 95, but we're going from Dua Lipa's five favorite facialists to Russell Brand shares five ways to sobriety. That's why you mentioned facials. <laughs> Okay, you're right. That's why I mentioned face. That's why I mentioned facialist because I was thinking about Dua Lipa. Anyways, back to air holiness. My point is, is that there's a difference between Tiffany Haddish saying this person is my spiritual guide and I really love working with her, and Daniel Kaluuya firing his mm-hmm. entire team and hiring this one woman as his quote unquote personal manager. I don't know mm-hmm. what personal manager means. Like, I don't even know if that's even different from manager because it's not talent. Man- it specifically doesn't say talent manager. You know, but he doesn't seem to have any other representation. Therefore, Mm -hmm. she is, by default, all of the different pieces of his representation Mm -hmm. right now. Not a good vibe. Tiffany Haddish, pretty sure, has a full team of kind of, quote unquote, normal representation. Yes. And sometimes she goes to air holiness and has her like, say a a prayer or whatever it is that she does to guide her, her spirituality. It makes her initial denial a little weirder and a little more like questionable. Because now it almost seems the the fight back is even stronger when the original, the initial denial was the issue. You're right. There's not a single weird thing about a famous person of, or just like a very wealthy person having a spiritual advisor that they is like, that they pay. You know, like also, on staff. it's one thing to be like, oh, ha ha. I don't see her running a cult. Where are the other members? But have you seen Bad Vegan? You don't need a cult to be a coercive figure. You don't need mm-hmm. you don't need um, robes and, uh, you know, Nike sneakers uh, mm-hmm. referring to Heaven's Gate. Oh, God. Uh, sorry. Uh, to be controlling somebody's well-being and their money in a way mm-hmm. that is uh, dangerous. So that's yeah. all that I'm saying. Yeah. Nobody was saying she runs a cult. People were saying it's culty, which is different. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to our friends. I don't know if they're not my friends, but it sounds like a cult. Have you ever heard that podcast? It's good. No, I haven't heard it. Oh, sounds it's so like good. I'd like it. It's fun. It's like they go different topics and it's like, sounds like a cult or not. They just did Disney adults and people are, you know, Disney adults, people call them culty, but they were like, it's not really that culty. They, they choose to pay their money to this weird thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. was like, wow, damn, I love it. Anyways, yeah. great show. Did you read that, like, I don't know if you subscribe to The New Yorker, but, like, every issue of The New Yorker lately has begun with a letter from David Remnick sharing his favorite Instant Pot recipes. It's very weird. <laughs> it's very Dua Lipa. It's very Service 95. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought that was real. <laughs> See, that's the thing is, like, I just really... <laughs> also, I don't even subscribe to The New Yorker. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's but, funny. I believed yeah. you. I believed you because I really do feel like that's the kind of shit that we're working with here. Dave Renwick's like, today I used my Instant Pot. (laughs) I used the rice function. Can you believe it? Bob's popcorn. (laughs) Okay, next call. Who are these people? I don't think I should care, but literally, who are they? Cheers, Morgan Simianer, engaged to Stone Burleson. Quote, I've been dreaming about this day. Who? Who? Why? Why? Okay, that's it. Lindsay Podcaster. Bye.
who is Megan Simianer? Simeon A. Simianer. Well, luckily, every headline tells you who she is. Like, this is not one of the things where they're expecting you to know her, which I think is nice. Like, every single headline says, Cheers Morgan, essentially, like, from the TV show Cheer, is engaged to a guy named Stone Burleson. 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 Stone. Burleson. I don't know. I knew a lot. I knew people in Texas with the name Burleson. Burleson is how you say it. Really? Well, they're both from Dallas. Yeah. That's a Texas name. Stone? You know Do you know a lot of people with the name Stone? No, I know a lot of people with the name Clay. <laughs> Clay is a very cool. Texas name. Although, like, maybe it's maybe it's common in more places. But, um, mm. yeah. It's very, like, one of those games where you have to, like, make elements. And you're, like, trying to make stone or clay. Or, like... Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> one of those video games. One of those ga- There's an iPhone game that I played that was, like, you had to create the world. <laughs> And I had to like always create stone or clay or like what are other materials? <laughs> Iron. Iron. Yes. Thank you. I mean, I guess it's, it's like, like I that. guess every a lot of games have like mining things. It's like I can't build a I can't build a new library for my town until I get more clay. No, it's not. This is not like a reference that's unique. And I don't even know the name of the game, but it just reminds me these. It just reminds me of literally building materials. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only game I play on my iPhone is Best Fiends, so I don't really know what you're talking I about. Know. I stopped playing. Well, I stopped playing iPhone games because it was becoming a problem. Also, yeah. I got the really small iPhone, and you can't play games on that thing. It's literally like the size of an Apple Watch. You, Ugh, your your eyesight really would iPhone. go. <laughs> the next time I get a new phone, I'm getting the tiny one. I'm getting a tiny baby phone. Bobby went from being indignantly against my small iPhone to now like coveting it, which I have to say does feel good. My last iPhone I had, it was three years old and it was like just a normal, whatever number it was, it was like the normal, it it was the base level, it wasn't the pro, it wasn't the max, it wasn't anything. And when the new phone came out last year, I was like, I'm getting the big boy fucker. Like I'm getting the biggest fucking phone possible. You were very, you were set in your way. And I did and I loved it for a little bit. And I was like, I love how big this is. And then like the veneer started cracking. And I was like, this is kind of yeah. hard to hold. This is kind of hard to use in bed. This keeps falling on my face. Like I was like, what's up? What's up with this? Like, I don't really use this to watch videos. Like what What do well, I need this The trade-off this is that the small one has awful battery life. So you'll need to you'll need to carry a battery with it. But then I use your phone and I was like, this is an incredible size. <laughs> what's good is that the battery and the phone are pretty much weigh the same. So that the small phone and the, and the battery equal the... The, the heft of a big phone. Mm. So you're really not carrying that much extra weight. Anyways, I don't know why we're talking about iPhones. Yeah, I, okay, back to Clay. Cheers Morgan. Mm-hmm. She is engaged. And it's funny because when you actually look at the history of their coverage of Cheers Morgan, <laughs> they People Magazine loves this girl. Like they're covering yeah. her. They covered her when she got an apartment. They covered her getting engaged. They covered her dating some guy from Big Brother. And she's just like one of the main characters from Cheer, which I would argue had a huge first season and kind of a not as big second season because of various reasons. And arguably, I think we both agree here, it took me forever to finally drum up the courage to watch season two of Cheer. It's a better season. It's a better show. It's a more interesting show. Well, because it's so much more grounded. I would say that it's a better show because of the darkness that mm-hmm. appeared, which is kind of sad and hard to say. That they deal say. with well. They deal with it well, and they actually turn what is a media like mess in terms of what happened to Cheer and the mm-hmm. team and the school into something interesting. Or just yeah. like what happens when your cheerleading program becomes famous beyond even its suppose you know like what it's supposed to be right like 
no cheer program is supposed to be world renowned in the way that they were. Like right. that's their just league crazy. is like and, two schools, <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. And so then what happens to the rest of the league? Oh, right, they become these kind of underdogs in a way that they never even imagined. Yeah. Okay, cheer season two better than you'd expect, but also hard to watch. Hard. Here's Morgan hard from from both seasons. She's the one who had a lot of housing insecurity and then had to move Moved in with, with her the grandparents. Friends. Yeah, with the grandparents. Yeah. Right, with the grandparents. The funny thing is when I'm watching Cheer, I know who they all are. When I turn off Cheer, they all fly out of my mind. I'm like, I don't exactly. know. I guess I know Monica. I guess I know uh, Ladarius, but I don't really... Uh, everyone else is kind of a blur, you know? Yeah. A thing about Cheer, though, you said that she's covered all the time with people. I think one of the things that people likes about her i'm assuming is that she also gets the combined human interest story because she's the like rising from the ashes sort of story who like overcame Definitely. like childhood trauma and then Definitely. you know now she has all these like adult successes i guess you could call them i don't know if you call marriage a success but it's definitely a nice story <laughs> well yeah. i'm not sure it's it's a it's Just worth being congratulated over but it's not yeah. really a huge accomplishment i would say right 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 it's <laughs> a happy story but it's not a huge accomplishment <laughs> right. at all exactly right okay so they're covering her getting engaged to this random guy it turns out they met on Tinder or on Hinge or whatever. And he's just like, honestly, just a random guy. There's a few funny things about this story that I want to pull out to you. One is before she met him, she dated this guy from Big Brother named Jackson Mitchie, who won season 21, who as soon as I Google his name, the headline is Big Brother 21 winner Jackson Mitchie. I'm not a racist. I respect women. And then I was like, <laughs> I'm not clicking anymore. Like, that's all I need to know. You'd think, Lindsay, haven't you learned to look beyond the headline? But when I see a headline that says, quote, I'm not racist, quote, I respect women, I'm like, if you have to deny those things, there's something going on here. and I don't need to research any further. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, right. She also dated a football player, blah, blah, blah. So she meets this guy, the guy that she's now married, Stone. Stone. Mm -hmm. She meets Stone on Tinder. And thankfully, thanks to Elite Daily. When was the last time you heard us mention Elite oh Daily? Probably like, over a year. Probably over Did you a year. know Elite Two Daily years? was still publishing? I didn't know. I didn't know. I genuinely so didn't know give, until seeing it on the top. They give an interview to Elite Daily, and they're like, and they're asking them, like, how long, where did you meet? How long did you message for? And what's funny about this, this would normally be a very boring interview. Like, imagine interviewing anyone about how they met somebody on Tinder or Hinder, Hinger, Hinger, Hinge, Bumble. You know what I mean? Like, I swiped right, and we met up and didn't hate each other. So this is funny, because she says, well, he says... When we started messaging each other, I asked for her snap. It said subscribe. And I thought it was just add and add back. And I was like, what the heck? What's this? I'm subscribing to you? Okay, that's amazing. So he doesn't know her. He doesn't know of her at all, which I find a little hard to believe because he lives in Texas and whatever. But it's like it's like Casey Musgraves' boyfriend saying, I didn't know who she was when I asked her out in a Nashville restaurant. Liar. In a Nashville restaurant. In a Nashville restaurant. Liar, 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 liar. That's impossible. That's yeah. impossible. This is this is a little hard to believe. That's literally impossible. Yeah. So then uh, they ask, what was your first date? Right. What was your first date like? And Morgan says, before the date, he sent a picture of me to his family group chat and said, yeah, I'm going on this date with this girl named Morgan. They said, this girl looks like Morgan from Cheer. Finally, she showed me her Instagram with one million freaking followers. That's how I found out about Cheer. Then he said, when I was driving back home, I called my mom. She was ecstatic. Morgan was my whole family's favorite character. That's so weird. <laughs> That's a weird way to put it, considering it's a documentary series. I saw Morgan again that night, and we watched all six episodes back to back. Next thing I know, I'm crying in episode four, hearing her story. It was amazing. 
okay. really streams okay. line the getting to know you part of a of an early relationship yeah. <laughs> you could watch episode four of my series cheer on netflix <laughs> um i can give you a login if you don't have one it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really get interesting until episode three uh <laughs> I do love this people headline though. See cheer. This is just like proof that people loves her. This is from 2021. See cheer star Morgan Simenier's first apartment in Dallas. Quote, it turned out amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like what did she get for free in that apartment? I know, I'll know. i tell you what she got for free in these engagement photos. Her ring. Because when she posts the photos to her Instagram, she hashtags ad. He stole my heart, so I'm stealing his last name. I can't wait to marry my best friend. I love you Ugh. unconditionally, Stone. Hashtag ad. Ad. Is she talking to Stone or Stone? Is she talking to Stone or the Stone? Oh, <laughs> wait, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I love you unconditionally, comma, Stone. stone. So there are two the stones in that picture, her husband and her ring. <laughs> is in reference to the actual stone on her finger, which, by the way, was a custom k jewelers nail lane marquee diamond ring at okay that's it the two and a three-fourth carat diamond ring was set among a halo of diamonds on an 18 carat yellow gold band hashtag ad that's a great ad i've never seen an ad like this it doesn't do the sort of jonathan bennett thing where it's like and i'm so happy to have partnered with k jewelers like it's just so kind of blase about the whole thing anyway hashtag ad will you notice the post is edited as if it was written without the hashtag ad. Just oh. my just my guess. And then placed very uh, precariously back into it. His post is not um, hashtag ad. No, why, why would you pay Stone Burleson for an ad? No, 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 well, no. Well, I thought they like came hand in hand at this point. You know, like we're sold as a package team now. Stone Burleson only has um, 14,000 followers on Instagram. On Saturday, the woman of my dreams blessed my entire world by saying yes. He, his Instagram page is like 95% her, which I appreciate. He's I know, a real, where uh, they're like kissing. He's a real like wife yeah, guy he's at this a, point. He's a wife guy, right. He's, he's a, re- a wife guy. He's pretty ready to be a wife guy. It's like kissing or like lifting heavy objects. <laughs> I just he's love lifting she's lifting things up. Well, she's a former cheerleader and he can lift her up and loves to actually. So it kind of works. If you're used to being lifted up like that in a cheerleading formation, then you want a husband who can give you that fantasy. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of CBD, a little bit of CB distillery, that's getting me goes a long that's way. Getting me conked right out and, and sleeping through the night it really is i love cb distillery they have not all their products are for sleep some That's are for true. relaxation but like i love the sleep ones they say shh those gummies they sent us i was in a chill vibe all day when i took two of those they're good ass gummies <laughs> they're good ass gummies no you were you were like you were like i took cbd earlier today and i feel chill i'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things you know what i mean i'm in a good place heavy machinery <laughs> what did i say <laughs> You said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. 
CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. And I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over two million customers and a solid 100% money-back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com, code WHO, cbdistillery.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, I'm just on Twitter and I can see on Instagram someone reshared Laura Herring from Mulholland Drive shared like this photo series with her and Naomi Watts and David Lynch talking about how Naomi Watts completely iced her out after Mulholland Drive. <laughs> I just thought this was so weird and so funny. Uh... There's a photo of Sting. It looks like Johnny Depp. I don't know. You should check it out. Crunch, crunch. This got a real gasp from you, I think. It got a real gasp from me. It was very, like, everyone's talking about the slap still. Like, everyone's talking about every other response to the slap, and I feel like this. And all the while, I feel I'm standing in the middle of a crowded room, screaming at the top of my lungs, and no one even looks up. Aww. Did you see Laura Herring's comment about the last time she saw Naomi Watts at a party they threw for David Lynch in 2002? It is kind of crazy that the Oscars is what prompted this post, clearly, right? Yes, yes. And that's like what what got her to post this. And it's an Oscars reminiscence post. Yeah. And it's also and it's kind of getting lost within the, you know, the fury of like what's happening post Oscars right now. Mm-hmm. But it's fascinating. Because it just adds to the Mulholland Drive um, lore. Because I do feel like this movie is surrounded by lore. And this adds another layer to the lore. And the movie itself, like, makes you feel, like, intrigued and uneasy. And, like, you think, like, wow, Hollywood is such a dark, unpleasant place, even though it pretends not to be, like... All of the weird, nebulous, like, woo vibes you get watching Mulholland Drive, I think pop right out of this Instagram post from Laura Herring, who is the co-star of Mulholland Drive. It's four black and white, no, it's six black and white photos collaged into one image. And it's, one is like Sting, one is her and Naomi Watts hugging. Naomi Watts' eyes are closed. There are some of David Lynch and Nicole Kidman. There are other famous people that I can't quite, I think that's Ridley Scott on the bottom left. Yes, yes, she mentions Ridley's wife, yeah. Yeah, okay. But anyway, yeah, read the headline. It, read the caption. It's like four paragraphs long. It's long. She posted this on, I want to say, Tuesday morning. It's been edited since, but we'll get yes. there. This is the first version. Many years ago, Naomi Watts and I threw an Oscar, which is interesting. Naomi Watts is one word, so meaning it 
it created an at, but I think she took out the at. Many years ago, Naomi Watts and I threw an Oscar party, hashtag Oscar, hashtag party, for hashtag David Lynch. Since he was nominated for an Oscar, best director nod for hashtag Mulholland Drive. Naomi had just booked a huge movie in which her paycheck was super juicy, but I was nearly out of funds. Neil Edelstein, who organized it, asked me to send some money to throw the party, and as hard as it was for me, I did it with my heart in my hands. I had no money, but I really wanted to do it, and I did. As I arrived, I got a cold reception from both Naomi and David. I was shocked. They stayed up filming the second episode of Rabbits. What is that? It was like a little short film, like a couple of episodes that David Lynch made. I think it was like 10 episodes, a little comedy show. Yes, with Naomi. Laura was also in it. They were both in it. Right. I filmed the first one, but was so claustrophobic in the rabbit mask. It had a tiny circle with mesh tip of it to breathe. And I caught a cold, so did the sniffles. And I was afraid I wouldn't be able to breathe. I almost had a panic attack the first time I had the mask on, but I knew how important Rabbit's show was to David, so I replaced myself with the gorgeous hashtag Rebecca Del Rio. The costume was a bit tight for her, so my replacing myself did not suffice. The rabbit outfit covered your entire body and face, so I was never quite sure why I was iced that night and treated so coldly, but I still managed to have a good time thanks to my girlfriend Rebecca and Janina Faccio, who was Ridley Scott's wife. <laughs> Sorry. I had an incredible night, actually, and Giannina, and I continued to other parties, and I made peace with David since then of course but that was the last time I ever spoke to Naomi yes you read it right this was our last photo together the next day I was the most photographed woman at the Oscars since I wore million dollar shoes yay (laughs) but I was not presenting I went to say hi and she walked off Naomi presented two awards at the Oscars that night and she was Nicole's best friend so certainly Naomi had a big piece of the pie my W magazine cover was canceled and given to her so never quite knew why she was upset with me it was so strange but I accepted it a long time ago and moved on I have the right to shine my hashtag light just like everyone else in Hollywood has wishing everyone I cross paths with a perfect happiness hoping you're living a joyous life heart (laughs) this is an interesting Oscars because it's the one Richard just recapped it for Vanity Fair, so it feels very fresh in my mind because I just read that recap. 2002, so it's 2001 movies. So Nicole is there supporting... I mean, Naomi is there supporting Nicole because she's nominated for Moulin Rouge. Got it. And Naomi is also supporting David Lynch because of Mulholland Drive. Got it. Um, And meanwhile, Laura is getting a lot of attention, but not because of her proximity to Naomi Watts and David Lynch, but because of her shoes she's wearing... Who was that? Is that Stuart Weitzman? Stuart Wealth? Yeah, White- she's Stuart Weitzman made her these million dollar shoes. Million dollar shoes. Platinum sandals encrusted with 464 diamonds requiring three bodyguards. Mm-hmm. And she looks great <laughs> in these shoes, but those shoes were the reason she was photographed so much that night, and those shoes got a lot of attention. Since Funny. publishing this photo and caption, she has edited the caption to say simply the photos remain the same. The Oscar party Naomi and I threw for David for his Oscar nomination. Dot, dot. This was the last time I saw Naomi and the last photo she ever took with me, dot, dot, kissy face. (laughs) I guess somebody reached out. I mean, it's the thing is like the edit itself, the new version is still spicy and intense. It just misses all of these like sadder details. It misses a little bit of the color. But like I'm shook by both captions is the thing. I wonder if there is some sort of it's her or you situation here. You mean like David Lynch chose Naomi over Laura? Or just in in Mulholland Drive, it was kind of like, who's going to break out of this? And it was Naomi. And it was like, Naomi kind of was just like, it's going to be me. (laughs) It's me. I don't know. I mean, that's no reason to be rude. Like, there's no reason to agree to throw a party together and then just be rude at the party. But maybe something happened 
the rabbits thing seems like the issue and the reason why is a, is something that is a little subtle she sort of goes out of her way to explain why rabbits was so uncomfortable for her in this Which kind weird of way that she was feels defensive right yes. and she doesn't say that her discomfort made anyone upset but she does in the rabbits mm. anecdote by saying i made peace with david since then but right. it's like you said you made peace with david but you never said why there was ever a problem between the two of you to begin with. So she's definitely leaving out details, which makes me think maybe this wasn't even because someone reached out to her, but that she was like, eh, that's embarrassing. I'm I'm saying too much. I'm just going to delete this. Well, it kind of feels like David Lynch cast you both in Mulholland Drive. It was such a big deal for both of your careers. Um, he wants you to do this small short called Rabbits. Like, it's kind of a mm-hmm. favor to him now. Just, like, suck it up and do the stupid Rabbits. No one ever heard about Rabbits ever again. It's just obviously something that was important to him. And she, like, couldn't get it together to do it. So maybe Naomi was like, yeah, you're a shitty friend. Mm-hmm. That's my only guess because of the nature of the defensive language. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she's like, I replaced her with, I replaced myself with my friend and then she couldn't do it because she didn't fit the costume. Like, it seems very stressful for a short about rabbits. So Laura Herring, I've been, I was wondering what she was up to after this because I was like, wow, I really haven't thought about her in so long. And like, it is really interesting that they start in this movie about like two ingenues and only one of them makes it. Like, there's something really weird and poetic about Mulholland Drive. That's why I think it's like adds to the, it adds to like the mystery of them not being friends. It's kind of like Mm -hmm. she never quote unquote happened after this. And I was reading um, Roger Ebert's review of it because I know he was like an early champion of Mulholland Drive when everyone was like, what the fuck is this movie? I mean, I know it did well and people love that movie, but like he was an early high profile critic who was like, I love this movie. It's weird, but I love it. And he compliments them both equally. He says, Laura Elena Herring and Naomi Watts take the risk of embodying Hollywood archetypes and get away with it because they are archetypes. Not many actresses would be bold enough to name themselves after Rita Hayworth, but Herring does because she can. Slinky and voluptuous in clinging gowns. All she has to do is stand there, and she's the first good argument in 55 years for a Gilda remake. He also compliments Naomi Watts in it. And I don't know, her career kind of went nowhere after that. She's been in a lot of television, but now she just lives this really fun seemingly she lives a very hollywood glamour life but hollywood it's... glamour life but i think she's in florida i think she might be in miami it's very yeah. florida vibes <laughs> yeah. it's very florida vibes and she posts like right uplifting videos she's on yachts she seems to have like some hunky man in her life like she no she no longer seems like she's struggling for money the way she did at the David Lynch party. She's very Countess Luann. She's a countess by it, but divorced. She was a countess. She married Count Carl Eduard von Bismarck Schoenhausen, who is the great-great-grandson of Otto von Bismarck, which is insane. And they're divorced. They divorced in 1989. She's only married to him for two years. She retains the title of Countess von Bismarck Schoenhausen, which is very Luann. Like, I'm still the countess. Her name is... Laura Elena Countess von Bismarck Schoenhausen, nay Martinez Herring. <laughs> she not recently. She hasn't been tweeting recently, which totally fair. But in 2019, she was very into Twitter, and she would tweet photos of herself that were like, "I'm happy in the sunshine, lounging," and she'd write, uh, "This body is borrowed from the universe for us to experience different things, and also temporary, best to enjoy this beautiful life. I didn't care, but don't obsess about damage the sun has done to the skin or losing the youthfulness I was given or borrowed beauty." Smiley face. So like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I love this tweet. Looking back at my life, I'm most proud of my dancing, performing Commedia dell'arte, TV shows, Gossip Girl and The Shield, and movies such as <laughs> Drool the King, The Punisher, and Moonhole and Drive. Made some movie mistakes and got edited out of the shows, but I'm in a classic, so who cares? Which is such a good attitude to have. It's like, it's like I've been cut, I've been edited out, but I'm a classic. 
it's very high on life vibes too. Like yeah. she's very like, I'm just, I'm just living my life. There's one video that she posted recently. I'll play the audio here. A car runs out of gas. We as human beings can run out of gas. We need to nourish ourselves, really take care of ourselves, encourage ourselves, self-care, a walk in the park, the sunshine, the beach, the mountains, the snow, skiing, all those things um, that bring us joy, that spark joy. And like for me, organizing sparks joy. <laughs> um, but all those things on a daily basis, maybe quiet time, meditation, listening to inspirational music, reading a book on a daily, daily basis for that sense of fulfillment in life, for that sense of perfection, like everything is perfect. Anyways, love you guys. Hope you're, you know, looking forward for the weekend and staying grounded, centered is the most important in my opinion. All these thoughts are my opinion, by the way. Just don't want to say that I know everything because I don't. Anyways, bye guys. Bye. See you later, alligator. I hope so. Bye. So as she's giving this motivational speech comparing humans to cars that run out of gas, she posted this two weeks ago. I noticed that yeah. in her very reflective sunglasses, not she's only is she in a car, down the highway. <laughs> she's speeding down the highway. And I was like, is this the passenger seat? No, folks, uh, it's the driver's seat. Yes. And I can tell because her sunglasses are so reflective, I can see the image of the highway speeding in front of her. She's holding the phone with one hand, holding the car steering wheel with another. I Actually, part of me believes that she's holding the steering wheel with her thigh because you can also see that her foot is like up on the dash <laughs> like yeah i am scared but it also seems like she's in a good place you know <laughs> she's in a good place she's in a good place but like uh, mostly the thing that hopefully she's thing... in the passenger seat but she's you know God, she's, she's not. not she's driving but the thing about the story that's sort of driving me up the wall is that because of the will smith chris rock thing i don't even say i don't even want to say this should you this should usurp this it seems like the perfect way in for a publication to be like oh, this is also happening at the same time. This other like weird feud between people centered around the Oscars that someone just drummed up out of the blue. Like, why hasn't anyone reached out to her and gotten the interview? Maybe someone has. Maybe someone has. But here's the thing. Like, even though you're saying it got usurped by the other bigger Oscar news, she still had enough attention and pressure to change the caption. So clearly it got more attention and more write-ups yeah. and more pat and more viral. I, it wasn't written up, than though. Then she expected. It was tweeted about. It was it was tweeted okay. about, but I haven't seen. But it went super viral it. on Twitter. Okay, yes. that's interesting. It really it didn't get. I googled this morning. There is there are no stories in any publications that I could that's... find that wrote about this. That's crazy. And I think You're that's right. weird. You're right because I just I just did Laura Herring news, which usually pulls up Google News pulls up like the most recent articles about somebody. Weird though. It's just weird. weird to have these these two types of sort of celebrity feuds. One that's like so out in the open, which feels very rare. The Chris Rock and Will Smith thing. You know, we we saw it culminating on stage. That's rare. That's rare. This seems more common, but not common enough for it to not be shocking. Like it's still very. <laughs> I mean, we're shocking getting. To me. We're getting. Daniel Radcliffe says he's dramatically bored of hearing opinions about the Will Smith Oscars slap, but we're not getting this like juicy good story about three stars. You know, like that's shocking. 
I was pressured into spending money I didn't have to celebrate a director who really did not need my money and then completely iced out by the co-star of a movie. And here is the last photograph we have together. Like, And somebody who's still legit very <laughs> famous, Naomi Watts. You know what yeah. I mean? This is not like three randoms, you know, like a famous director and a famous actress. And the third woman from arguably their most known movie their most of famous all, his, movie, mo- his most his most well yeah, no well, for sure well for sure right yeah for well wouldn't sure. um wouldn't what's it called be more fa- well that was a tv show that was a tv show she still has a bit of a cult following um and she was interviewed by vulture in 2005 and um clearly she did make amends again we don't know what necessarily broke their relationship but she was an inland empire later on like years after maholland drive so like she worked with david lynch again but mm-hmm, she's talking mm-hmm. about her career and she's very um, uh, self-aware. She says at the end, a lot of people in Hollywood, this is a quote, they want to be the top of the top, super famous, whatever. For me, I'm very happy being under the radar, doing character roles, not being filmed everywhere I go. I would like to pick more. I would like to work with other great filmmakers. I was very happy I got to do films like Love in the Time of Cholera and work with people like Javier Bardem and William Hurt and Raul Julia before he passed. I owe all of that to David Lynch. I agree with that. I think that's an amazing way to live your life. I think that's the ideal type of celebrity, too, is you have, like, fan cams about you on YouTube with, like, 12 <laughs> views, you know? Like, yeah. that's, you know, and, like, a somebody might buy you a drink at the bar because they recognize you from a Holland Drive, and you're like, we love it, you know what I mean? And you're driving down the highway in, in Miami or wherever she lives and, like, living your best life. And she also is, like, an iconic survivor. She, she won, number one, she won beauty competitions in the 80s. She was born in Mexico. She won Miss Texas. She won Miss USA. She was in the top 10 of Miss Universe. And all of that came after she was shot in the head when she was 12 years old because of a stray bullet from a drive-by shooting. Did you see this tweet that I found? This tweet is amazing. From September 8th, 2019. I mean, seemingly out of nowhere because her tweets are just kind of all over the place. And she just Mm -hmm. writes, guys... I was shot in the head with a 45 at 12. Like, I, it's just funny because it's not guys. in response to anything. Like, God, like me walking into the room, guys, you know? <laughs> then she says, I had brain trauma. With this injury, I usually develop PTSD, anxiety, and panic. But one of the things I have noticed is that hugging a tree or simply sitting outdoors drinking tea makes me calm, at ease, and so happy. Hashtag sharing. Sharing. She's into hashtags, which makes sense about hashtags. all the hashtags in her in her post except for Naomi Watts not hashtagged it is yeah. just funny because I wonder if the way that she sees hashtags is actually like that people are going to find them like mm-hmm. she's been told the like you know hashtags really help you resurface so in the original post she didn't hashtag because she didn't want Naomi Watts to see it but then like obviously it's irrelevant <laughs> it got to her um, it definitely got to her and Naomi Watts definitely didn't care <laughs> It's, it's the perfect post for this sort of investigation because it asks so many more questions than it answers. Yeah. It poses so many questions about like what caused this right. fallout. And if we were in a just world, then somebody would be asking Nicole Kidman on the next red carpet she does, what about that Oscars party with Laura Herring and, and Naomi Watts? But no one will. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Uh, long time, medium time. Just calling um, post-Oscars to ask what I'm sure is on everyone's mind, you're probably getting a million calls about, and that is, who is Sue McCoo? Am I saying that right? Ariana DeBose's girlfriend? Need to know everything about her. Um, Please help. Please report back. Um, Crunch Crunch, Tim Tebow, Lesbian, Leanne Cuisine, um, et cetera. Thank you. Bye-bye. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm not sure. It's either Maku or Maku. I'm gonna go and cut, I'm gonna go ahead and call her Maku because it's a little more fun. Sue so Maku is so fun. Uh, 
Oscar winner Ariana DeBose's girlfriend, who is a costume designer. Sumaku. Ariana DeBose is queer. Yes. She identifies as queer, but she's yes. currently obviously dating a woman. Okay. Uh-huh. Got it. And let's start at the very beginning. Hollywood life slash feature slash who hyphen is hyphen Sue hyphen Maku hyphen Ariana hyphen DeBose hyphen girlfriend. Hyphen four six eight eight nine nine two. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You just people might want to go to the address and you're just not giving the full address. Okay. Fine. Sorry. Now ahead. you have the full oral. One, Sue was a Broadway costume designer. Two, Sue and Ariana met while doing a show together. The show was the Donna Summer Musical. What was it called? Like, Summer. The Donna Summer Musical. Summer. Summer, like, Summer, Summer. Something like that. People liked it. It didn't run very long, but people liked it. Three, she bought and renovated a house for Ariana. That's not quite true. She bought and renovated the house for herself. But Ariana okay, now that's... lives there, too. Four, she writes poetry. She has her own... I think of it as... She's not selling stuff, but there's there are very Preserve.us vibes on her website, Civilized.life. What's Preserve.us? Oh, the Blake, Blake Lively Lively's. thing? Yeah. She has a website called Civilized. Civilized Life. Civilized.life. Mm-hmm. Musings on a messy, beautiful life. And she has a daughter. That's number five. Her daughter is, I think, in her 20s, like an adult daughter. And the daughter is mentioned on the website and is like a co-writer or co founder of their website. Sumaku's 25-year career as a well-respected designer and costume director spans the international fashion industry to Broadway. She spent 11 years at Tony Award-winning La Jolla Playhouse developing new work, blah, blah, blah. This is her website with her daughter. With her daughter. This is the website they share together. Mm-hmm. She says, um, a few years ago, I was running myself ragged and looking desperately for moments that reminded me of me. I was giving myself away to things that needed to be done and not those who needed me, those that I needed. Blah, 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 blah. So I created Civilized. Soon enough, I realized I was sharing pieces of me, all the pieces. She says she co-runs it with her daughter because her daughter is younger and has a different perspective. It's filled with essays. I read every single essay that's on this website because I was looking for mentions. Yes, I was looking for mentions of Ariana. She never mentions Ariana by name. A lot Mm. of them are more poems than, than essays. It's actually mostly poetry. She blogs. It's uh, around once a month. There's an essay called Ode to Starbucks, and it's all about um, Starbucks. <laughs> the the Starbucks pumpkin latte, uh, and then she makes a uh, apple pie. I no longer look around in awe of the God of change. The God who humbles my humanity reminding me of how I so beautifully have no control. Nope. Today I order a grande pumpkin spice latte and get excited about the peppermint mocha soon to come. I love that. Measure your life, not in love, but in the drinks, the holiday drinks at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. great. So this website also includes a lot of information about the cottage that she owns in upstate New York. And she bought the cottage in 2014 a couple years after she buys this cottage upstate she meets ariana and i guess they start dating and what i find really interesting about this is there's this website that i've never heard of it's a it's a lifestyle home focused lifestyle website called my domain and this website my domain has profiled god laura herring popped up again my domain has profiled this house twice and the first one is with the headline, Meet the Designer Who Brought Ariana DeBose's City Escape to Life. And the what? second one happened a few months later. The second one is Ariana DeBose's Chic Country Cottage is just as charming as she is. So this does mention that they're dating and Ariana DeBose is like, my girlfriend, my girlfriend's a designer. I would be so mad if my girlfriend was claiming my house was their house and that they... That's what that I find really weird about my story about my renovations that are on my beautiful blog that anyone can read. Well, that's what I find so weird about it. It's like, of course, 
you have to assume that like Sue knew about this and is fine with it, but it's just really weird framing because if you didn't actually do it much reading, you would just take it at face value that like Sue and Ariana did this entirely together. But this is like, this was Sue's place and Ariana definitely lived there throughout a lot of the pandemic. She says it in the interview, but it's really strange um to, to me the 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 what am i calling the framing of it is not ariana's fault she's just like telling no. the truth but no. i do feel like a lot of these websites are misunderstood if they're writing about it they're kind of misunderstanding that ariana just moved into this her girlfriend's cottage over pandemic and it was a nice place to be yeah in March of 2020, not long after wrapping production on director Steven Spielberg's remake of West Side Story, a global pandemic would drive DeBose out of said apartment and into the country home she shares with her partner, Sue McCoo. And she goes, when Sue and I first met, the cottage was the place we went for peace and solace away from the hustle and bustle of New York City. And it goes on to say, like, you know, Sue bought it a couple years before they met and whatever. But it's just like, Sue is not photographed in this. Only Ariana is photographed in this. And I actually find right. the joint story of it way more interesting than just focusing on Ariana. But whatever, I'm not the editor-in-chief of my domain. I feel like they lost half of what makes this story so interesting, which is that it's owned by these, like, two queer women who live together and escaped the pandemic there. <laughs> right. And despite, like, and despite the words, no one's reading the words or seeing the photos. And it's just her in these photos of this beautiful cottage that she lives in but had nothing to do with making and it's a website about where you live so you'd think that'd be like part of the like the assumption you know if the the ad tour assumption is that you had something to do with the creation of the space therefore why are you showing it off she eventually did when she moved in in march i think once it became like her full-time space during the pandemic she suggests that like her vibe sort of started like wearing and wearing off onto the the place since it became i would just feel awful if I helped renovate a house with my mom or whatever and then her new girlfriend came in and was like my domain come see my domain you know what I mean like it's just very like the house is profiled twice in two different ways at the same website within six months that like isn't that weird the first one is an interview with Sue on December 7th 2021 and Sue talks about her entire inspiration for doing the space right I don't believe she mentions Ariana once in the interview the opening does the editor's note does say that ariana lives there too but sue is just like this is me this is me this is me this is me cut to four months later and ariana's like don't you love my house <laughs> right that's what i'm saying it's really funny it's really funny and of course it's beautiful this girl's a designer sue sumaku she's a she's a beloved and renowned designer costume and spit you know what i mean like of course her house is iconic yeah. Sumaku did uh, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. Remember that video? That like amazing, amazing song, an amazing video by uh, what's Flaming the Lips. by? Do yeah. I remember Yoshimi Battles yeah. the Pink Robots? I'm just saying Lindsay. that's like a good, <laughs> that's a good reference point for how creative and how long her career has been. Is that she worked on that? Sumaku is responsible for those evil natured robots. Yeah. 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 Oh, Yoshimi battled the robot, so it's not Yoshimi. Yeah, yeah she's you got to be strong to fight him, so she's taking lots of vitamins. Oh, yeah, that's I love so I'm much. just saying that's a good like. I just am like Ariana. I think you're very talented, but I don't think you made this house. I know who did. <laughs> it's Sumaku. <laughs> you know? it's your yeah, girlfriend. Sumaku. and your relationship is iconic. <laughs> but also, shout out to Sumaku and Ariana Debose for introducing me to the website My Domain, which I love. Oh, I bet you do. My domain somehow has a budget, and I don't know how they got it, but I'm glad they do. Yeah. <laughs> um. Can we move on because our next topic is literally about interiors as well? Please, please, <laughs> it's please, like, please, a, please, it's like please, the please, same please. topic. Welcome to my bedroom. It's romantic and plush, 
and a little shadowy. It was designed to be incredibly warm and sensuous and yes, indeed, romantic. I mean, check this comforter, it's lovely. But one of my favorite things about this room is the paint color. The walls, they have sparkles on them. And the greatest thing about it is when you light candles, your room glows. Note the A.ham hat. I just can't resist. It's my favorite bit of merch, swag, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, follow me. So the whole goal with this living room was to keep it open and airy and light, but filled with beautiful pops of color to encourage creativity and conversation. Some of my favorite things in this living room, obviously this here mantle, the bar cart, this here beautiful painting it just ah, it made this room sing and also when i look at it it just makes my mind start running with really cool ideas so i frequently sit on this lovely luscious couch and make notes and drink tea and it's my safe haven hi bobby hi Lindsay. i just saw on twitter someone had um done a screenshot of ashley tisdale's architectural digest tour where she shows off her bookshelves full of beautiful bookshelves full of books and says these bookshelves I have to be honest actually did not have books in it a couple of days ago I had my husband go to a bookstore and I was like you need to get 400 books um just random books to fill the bookshelves I think it's iconic it's supporting a dying industry um, and also, who is Ashley Tisdale's husband um, that she can just send off to purchase 400 books for her? We'd love to know. Uh, Lindsay Podcaster, Crunch Crunch. What a great perspective. This is the appropriate perspective, in my opinion, for Ashley Tisdale revealing that she sent her husband out to a bookstore to buy 400 books so she could fill her empty shelves for AD's cameras. I just don't understand what you, what people think happens here. If Architectural Digest is coming to take a tour of your house you fix it up, right? Mm -hmm. You plug in, you plug the holes, you paint the thing, you take down mm -hmm. some stuff that is uh, maybe uh, too personal or looks it. cluttered or you literally stage you your stage house it. as if it's being sold, which the funniest thing about this video is she implies that her husband makes a joke about how they're never moving and it's like, <laughs> it's like, do you remember your last house, their last AD tour? You sold that house right after, so... And the house that you did for your friend Vanessa Hudgens, she sold her house right after. It's funny when they do an AD tour and they're like, we'll never leave. We love this house. You know, we like, we have to just play the clip so people know what we're talking about. So the caller the clip, called the in about Ashley Tisdale's recent AD tour. Yes, it's her second open door in what, four years. Um, this is a new which house. It makes sense because she has a design firm, which we talked about. So it's so it fresh. If they're Frenchy. if AD is willing to uh, show up, then she's willing to show them the house that she lives in because it's good for her business. And I got the notification on YouTube that Open Door posted Frenchy? a new French? video. I clicked. Didn't we disagree on play. the pronunciation? We disagreed. Oh. You said it was Frenchy. It I is. said it was French. <laughs> it's French. French. It's Frenchy. It's, it's Frenchy. definitely Frenchy. Frenchy okay, Designs. Because her last name is French. Her married name, Christopher French, is her composer husband. Um, mm -hmm. And she goes by Frenchy. Because mm -hmm. you found all the audio of her saying Frenchy and you proved me wrong. I did. Okay, I here's did. the video. 
This happens within the first couple of minutes. These bookshelves, I have to be honest, were not actually did not have books in it like a couple days ago. Um, I had my husband go to a bookstore and I was like, you need to get 400 books. <laughs> Obviously my husband's like, we should be like collecting books over time and putting them in the shelves. And I was like, no, 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 not when AD comes. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, but the bookshelf filling industry is, is alive and well. Filling bookstores will, especially used bookstores, especially the Strand is famous for this, are happy to give you uh, real, real life used books uh, in different colors by different authors. Do you want all female? Do you want all male? I don't know who's asking for all male authors. You want classics? But, you know, do you, do you yeah, want? Exactly. Yeah. Do you want contemporaries? How about we'll do it about philosophy? Like whatever. We will exactly. fill your bookshelves for you. I think that's the real luxury because as somebody who lives in an apartment and sometimes moves or moves more often than others, um, I don't buy a lot of physical books because moving them they're so heavy. So like the books I have, I really try and pare down. Like if. If I ever have a space that is mine, 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 I will make it heavy with books because that's the luxury of of owning a place, you know? I, underst I understand why this went viral because it is when, like when I found out that Strand provided that service. That you was also the first were like, I wow. Learned. I was like, wow. And Books by the Foot? The is that what it's called? They call it Books by the Foot. Books by the Foot. But uh, also, it's Books by the Foot is is a part is like the general version of the service because it's like in England apparently this has been around for like centuries rich people have been doing this it's like been all over our mentions but even leaving the historical the historical context out of it which is uh, no offense to how interesting it is it's still interesting to me that she said it you know like I like that she said it because as obvious as it is that this sort of service must exist for people with money it's rare to have this kind of honesty and I do respect that she said it because I think so few of these AD tours are honest also, if she's out here telling me that she does interiors, I want to see her house look like a furniture store, which it does. It looks like a furniture store. And I want to see, I want to hear some behind the scenes uh, design tricks, which is like, mm -hmm. yes, if you have a bunch of bookshelves and not a lot of books, it's very expensive and hard to collect books when I could just fill them with used books. And maybe I'll read a few. I don't know. But you know, bookshelves look incredibly empty without books in them. So yeah, we need to exactly. do something here. But it's just funny because the rest of her house is also incredibly like she knows exactly where every piece is from. Everything has a unique, not a unique story, but I got it from this store and I'm a fan of this store, which is very designer talk. You know what I mean? Like yep. as yep. opposed to like Kirsten Dunst, who uh, her house was very much like, here's the story behind this door. Here's the story behind this thing. Because like she's not the designer of her house. She just knows yeah. where the items and what they mean. Ashley, meanwhile, is like, this coffee table is custom. This this crib took eight months. It was eight months delayed or whatever. Like, she knows the logistics of the items, which is very designer. And I appreciate that. She knows every single designer. She knows every single store. I appreciate that. This was like when um, What's-Her-Face from Pretty Little Liars, oh my God, had her designer with her, remember? Like, in, on the tour. And we were, it was like, amazing. What's her name? She just had a baby. Atlas is her baby's name. What's her name? Shay Mitchell. Shay Mitchell. Thank you. Shay Mitchell. Thank you. Anyway, I just I I was like a lot of respect to uh, Ashley Tisdale. There's she's not pretending. <laughs> she's not pretending. Right, and like we talked about her design firm last time, but her dad's a contractor. She is mm -hmm. interested in design, so of course they work on projects together. She made the Vanessa Hudgens kitchen that now belongs to uh, John and Ronan. John and Ronan, who by the way we said that John love it. 
there are multiple John Lovitts. We confuse it with the other pops Favreau, of America, dude. Sorry, John Favreau. Whatever. There's only one John Lovett, but there is a John Lovitz. There's a John Lovett, a John Lovitz, which Johns. is who's not a who's not involved with podcasts. And then there's two John Favros, one of which is a podcaster, and one of which is mm-hmm. uh, the director. There a you go. lot of calls about that. A lot okay, of calls well, about that. Well, you know, cleared up a lot in a matter of, of two America seconds. listeners. I know, I know, I know. It's okay. I'm glad. I'm glad, though. I want a crossover moment. We loved it. We love a crossover. Yeah. yeah. So we tweeted about this, obviously, but then somebody else tweeted about it, too, and that tweet was a little bit more uh, sharper-edged, and it went more mm-hmm. viral, and she responded to it. She said, let's Ashley clear this did. up. Ashley responded to that tweet. Let's clear this up. There are some of my books from over the years in there, but yeah, 36 shelves that hold 22 books I did not have, and any interior designer would have done the same. They do it all the time. I was just honest about it. You I, you have to love that. I've never loved Ashley Tisdale more than this moment. Before, thought she was kind of annoying. Now, obsessed with her. <laughs> <laughs> completely obsessed with her. Also completely obsessed with the fact that, like, as you said, it deserves reiterating. This house looks practically unlivable <laughs> you know, like, no that's true that's true and she has a young she has a young kid and i don't understand where any of the items that they use every day are where's the where's the anything even the kids uh, uh, even the, it's almost admirable how even the kids um where the kid sits to eat what do you call it? high chair looks like an item not a yeah. chair an item exactly this bolu baba lola tweet where she goes don't have to explain yourself, queen, but add love and color by Bolu Babalola to your collection. Heart. <laughs> she should do that. Bobby, why don't you send her a copy of your book? I should. I'll She's got 22 address. shelves. She's got 36 shelves that hold 22 books. That's 36 by 22. You know how I'll find her address? I'll just how? find the Zillow listing because you know this thing is for sale. <laughs> I dare. If you have, if you just send her, if you cold send her a book, well, I don't that have would the, be. I don't have the printed versions yet. I'll send her a well, galley. In September. In September. Yeah. I'll send sending her a galley? Her a galley? That's I'll even more ambitious. I don't know how many of those I'm going to get. Um, uh, buy, pre-order the old place, wherever you get your books. Bookshop.org. <laughs> I suggest Books Are Magic in Brooklyn. You don't need to order books by the foot from uh, from the... Just order a foot of my books. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Order... <laughs> Just order a foot of old places. What color Please. is the the what color orange, is the spine? Is orange? orange and blue. The spine gorgeous, is the spine gorgeous. is oh the spine is blue as far as I know. The spine is the color of the font on the cover, which is orange, but the font is a bluish green. Because to be clear, none of these people are cracking your book open a, a tiny bit. They are oh, no. aesthetically placing it. So don't She's never gonna don't, read it. You know. Right. So we need to actually. Know what color I'm not telling you to read it. I'm just telling you to buy it. I'm telling yeah. all the listeners to buy it too. You don't need to read it. Just buy it. Don't buy a don't buy a foot of books. Buy a foot of my book. <laughs> <laughs> buy a foot of this one. Okay, Lindsay, I have one quick question before we end this episode because we're going long. What? I know. Um, what? I opened up Ashley's Wikipedia earlier and I like, <laughs> I first of all like, can't believe how long Ashley Tisdale's Wikipedia is. She it's works. Like, she it's, works. It's, it's it's not just bananas, it's cuckoo bananas and the references, guess how, first of all, guess how many references there are. How many citations are on the Ashley Tisdale Wikipedia. This seems like more than most. 80. 163. <laughs> there are 163 citations in Ashley Tisdale's Wikipedia. Okay. Incredible. But listen to this. So she has these sections. She has life and career, artistry, public image, uh-huh, philanthropy, uh-huh, filmography, uh-huh. discography, concert tours, uh-huh. awards and nominations, references, external links. Okay. Yes. Just to see where you go, just to see where your mind goes, in the section labeled public image, can you guess 
the first sentence of that section, public image. And it begins, Tisdale is considered blank. Wait, we asked that again. I just couldn't believe the the first sentence of this section. It says, Tisdale is considered a blank. Can you guess? Actress? Like what? A Jew? <laughs> Public the... image. Is she Jewish? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know like what you're asking me to guess. Tisdale is considered a sex symbol. <laughs> what? Tisdale is considered a sex symbol, comma, ranking on Maxim's Hot 100 list of sexiest women and hottest celebrities in 2008 at number 10, 2013 at number 7, and 2014 at a quick decline, number 33, period. I just can't believe that public image is about her sexiness. I mean, I have to say, with 160 citations or whatever, I'm not surprised that's one of them because somebody is clearly, like, doing the work on, like, collecting... The librarian at work, the Wikipedia librarian, Uh is doing a really good job collecting her, you know, mentions, right? Mm -hmm. And decoding them. Decoding Mm -hmm. them. Anyway, I think we're done. Um, (laughs) What was her really good song called? Her really good song. Like, she has one good song. Uh, oh, he said, she said. There it is. <laughs> yeah, is he said, good, she said. Okay, thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There. Um, keep calling in at 619 Who Then Believe questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, commentaries, Discord, access, and more. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and assisting. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love your ratings and reviewings. They're cracking us up. Love them so much. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Oh, Rabbit, Rabbit. Rabbit, Rabbit. Oh, Rabbit, the short film by... We will not be doing an April Fool's joke. Rabbit, Rabbit, the short film by David Lynch. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Rabbit, bye. Chicks like, oh, girl walking the spot, she stopped traffic. She blown your mind with her acid. So just get out with fantastic, instant classic boys like, oh, maybe I can see us moving like that. Maybe I can see us touching like that. Maybe I can see us kissing like that. We don't need a mother, he said, she said. Hey, Mia. Hey, If somebody said, hey, why don't you invite Becky G to your housewarming party, you'd say, I'm gonna not. Hey there, uh, this is nothing, but BB Rexa just walked into the coffee shop I worked at, and I complimented her cowboy boots, and she very quickly let me know that they're actually more comfortable than sneakers, and that uh, cowboy boots are actually made for work. Uh, she said she got them in Nashville, and uh, she got a five-shot espresso uh, over ice. Um, yeah, Scarjo, yummy pop. Who is Lady Gaga's new barista? Hi, Who Weekly. Um, just calling in. Um, a coworker sent me a meme today that is, of course, on Instagram. That's, of course, a screenshot of a tweet. And it says, using Microsoft Word, move, move one image. Hi, Who Weekly. Okay, I tried calling in and then my phone froze, um, cause I got a little battery warning, but, um, I was looking at a meme that a coworker sent me about using Microsoft Word. Um, and it's a meme on Instagram 
and it says, move an image one millimeter to the left, all text and images shift, four new pages appear, in the distance, sirens. And Instagram decided to show me that January Jones liked this meme, and this really just leads me to wonder, what is January Jones doing in Microsoft Word? Um, please discuss. Let me know. I'm curious. Um, thanks. I'll always think of Paul Dano. Um, that time I saw him leaving a fish concert at Madison Square Garden on New Year's Eve. Scarjo, yummy pop. <laughs>